Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I like to say that hair is a woman's best accessory. And thanks to my friends at Way, they make it possible to have good hair days every day. Let me tell you, Way's hair oil has become a game changer in my hair care routine. So if you're ready to have good hair days every single day, you got to check out Way. Head over to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com to check out their products. And here's a little treat for you guys use the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off your purchase. Yep, the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heal Squad for 15% off. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life, and I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Dre, make that louder for me, will you please? Of course. <laughs> I think this song is on Just Dance. <laughs> Dre was like, wait, no, you're not kidding. This is the song no for IGF. In honor of our good brothers fighting in Russia. Yes. Breakdown. Everyone in costume dancing along. Listen, I'm already getting carried away, everyone. We fooled them again. Made it to another Friday. Welcome to Regular Guy Friday, everybody. Your day, no one else's day. It's the people's day today. And uh, I've got Dwayne in the booth. Hello. I've got Natasha June with me. I went back in. Natasha, you've got the Russian name, so right? This is exactly. This is it. Is that why you chose this? Probably yes. Not. Oh, yes. <laughs> Plus, it's a cool song. It is a cool song. Did you see in the seventies? I mean, I thought with Outcast, Dwayne, um, they were going to usher in more creativity. Yeah. But in the seventies, you know, I mean, this borderline insanity, which I liked. 
Maybe we'll do some more Boney M. Boney M. Yeah, I have to, yeah. I have to introduce you to but Natasha knows Boney M. But Boney M, he's got Rasputin. Exactly. Oh, they have Rasputin. They, they, but they, there's two or three other hits they have too. Well, Rasputin's taking a little bit of a revival because there's a, in the younger generation, because there's a Super Mario version of Rasputin. Yes. Oh, wow. Kids love it. They like it. Yeah. So funny. I see Dwayne's bobbing away to our, my Moscow song. Oh, yeah. I love this. Anyway, well. Oh, my goodness. You know what? The life of a dad fluencer. Quick, Natasha. Before you, you get into your you dad influencer. Uh, what? Oh, damn. There we go. I just, listen. It, no, look at my ticket. It says right here, 6H. See? I take my finger away. Oh no! Take my thumb away, sir. Oh, 46, 46, Okay, forty-six feet. Let me just. I gotta get my pillow. I gotta get my blanket. Gotta put your to shoes get, back on. My shoes have to go back on. Which yeah? Do I put my socks on too? No, you can just carry them. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I have my way oversized bag that's way too big to be on it. And then the second oversized bag as well. All of it. Yeah. This always makes me laugh so much because I can actually just picture people on the plane doing this. <laughs> no, I think you're laughing because you can picture me. <laughs> All right, I'm moving back to 46H, Spirit Airlines, my center seat right in front of the bathroom. But go ahead, tell them why, Natasha. Tell them why I have to go back from 6D to 46H. Because this is Regular Guy Friday. And this is where we do our take, our regular take on all of our amazing healers and healing that happens here during the week. If you want Maria and the rest of Heal Squad, you will be going to press pause right now <laughs> and go back into the library and find one of the other amazing healers that have been on this week. I mean, we had Jack Cruz, three days of Jack Cruz this week. There's a lot going on. You need to go and re-listen to those episodes and take in all that information. So yeah, today is regular Guy Friday and we are having fun and having some laughs. Yeah, lightening up a little bit. Yeah. Just go light on us. Like Natasha said, just, go, just walk away. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Just walk away. You don't have to, don't have to beat us up. Trust, trust that we all get that here on this show. Every wonderful day of our lives, except for these, this one little hour on Friday that we ask for. We ask so little. Um, and there's lots of gems actually on the Friday show, so I just want to make that clear too. Okay, so that's why we have Natasha, because Natasha, they let her sit up in 6D, so she usually brings us the gems. And then, because we're just dumb Americans, we hear that accent and we said, oh, that, that person's smart. <laughs> <laughs> even Dwayne, even you nodded along with that. Yeah. Dwayne, do you get sucked in by that too? Oh, all the time. I hear that. Yeah, I hear the, the British accent, the Australian yeah. accent. Oh, <clears throat> damn, straight numbers. <clears throat> People are really smart. I mean, yeah, it's the original <laughs> English, right? They must know more. Right. It, it, they must. <sighs> You'd like it over there. Have you been to London? I have. It's like a, one of my favorite cities, actually. I feel like it's a, um, it's a, it's a nice, calm, clean, diverse Boston. I've never been to Boston, so I don't know. Yeah. But Dwayne, have you been You've been to London? I have not. Okay. Well, I'll get you over there at some point. Uh, yeah. I, I was very that. privileged or lucky. I, you know, it's easy to get to London from South Africa. Same time zone, overnight flights. It's long enough to sleep. So I would go to London for the weekend. Oh. So I'd leave yeah. on a Thursday, arrive there, Thursday night, arrive Friday morning, 
I need to fly back Sunday nice visit. or Monday night and come go straight to the office from yeah. the airport. I couldn't take the weather. I, I don't, the cloudiness. The, yeah. that, 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 and they drink a lot. A lot. They get overserved a, a lot. lot. Wow. And that's, uh, that's a little bit much for me. But anyway, as I was saying, Natasha, you didn't really warn me when I took on the role of dadfluencer. You did not warn me all the things. I mean, I just thought it was all the likes. You know, all the brands that were going to sign up with me. I just saw the glamorous life of a dad fluencer. What I didn't see was having a baby. Actually having the baby. That would get me up now two or three times a night. Oh, Jeez. my goodness. Um, Oof. Yeah, Maria. So, so it's funny. Maria's on a, Maria's on, on a um, healing journey. Much deserved. Much deserved, much needed. Um, down at the equator. And um, that could be Dominican, could be El Salvador. And, and the reason I say that is because I know El Salvador right now is so safe mm -hmm. and so affordable. I mean, dare I say cheap. Wow. Um, when we went for Miss Universe, Dwayne, it was so many Gen Z people there because I guess it became really big on TikTok because there's so many great sites in nature to see. But... Um, I really do agree with the healing, the, the, the son's ability to heal us. In fact, I have a friend now, dad has cancer, and they're, they're up in Buffalo. And I'm like, eesh, mm. get him to vitamin D. Mm. Florida, but also closer to the equator. Yeah, I don't know, it just feels right to me. But I said, Maria did not want to do it. And um, she's like, you know, I have to, I have to take Athena. I have to take Athena. And I, I said, Maria... <laughs> You're going to be worried all about her. That's that's going to be counterintuitive to your healing. And I said, um, and I, I know other moms said to me, she'll never, You mom can never, you can never. And, and I'm like, okay, two, three weeks might get you 20 more years. Yeah. And the baby has me, has Papu, has Violetta, has Demi. I mean, when I say she is nothing but smiles and, uh, and she's a, pretzel she's mm -hmm. literally passed like pulled from person to person and um and you know maria started crying on the when, when she got down there because i said to her i said maria do you realize this is the first time in your entire life that you have been free from worries responsibilities wow. never Dwayne, never in maria's life because imagine the parents didn't speak any English and they were poor. Yeah. So usually in those families, the child learns English. Mm -hmm. So then the child becomes the translator. translator so yeah. you'd start taking that on. So bill collectors come, you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. Doctor's appointments, mm -hmm. you're talking to mm -hmm. them. Plus dad's you know, type 1 diabetes. Yeah. And he would run his sugar notoriously low, still does. Multiple comas. Uh, wow. Pronounced dead multiple times. And, you know, Maria spending all of her day with the mother trying to keep his sugar up, going, having little voice in her head when she's in third period, let's say, say, Dad's something's wrong. Right into a payphone, And sure enough, he was out somewhere in the city lost because he, his sugar was so low, he didn't even know where he was. And, you know, they, and this is before cell phones. And so she's, and then there's other traumas and just crazy family members. It's just, it's so much. And so... You know, I've even had to say to people around us, like, you know, I, I know the, the, I 
when she is feels safe and protected, then I, you see the real Maria. And often mm-hmm. I say to her, I say, Maria, you know, remember the 19-year-old that I met who was this, you know, when, when, you, when you were at your best, you were so excited to do everything, so ex- excited to be part of this, so excited to do this, and just you were all in on everything. And now you're all out on it, not all, but mostly doing things out of duty and not because you're excited anymore because so much of it is just blocked with trauma, past trauma and fears and worries. And so at the house here, if she's not worried about the dad, she's worried about Athena. If she's not worried about them, she's worried about Violetta. If she's not worried about Violetta, she's worried about the show. She's worried about the house and people breaking. It's just so much, the dogs, it's just so much. I'm like, just go. And so when I explained that to her, she started bawling. She's like, oh my God, I never thought of it that way. I finally have time where I can just breathe. And I know, and I see you getting emotional, Natasha, because I feel badly for so many of you out there who I know saying right now, as you're listening to this, that's me. (laughs) I've never, you know, by the way, even for myself, I remember, I remember, you know, I'll go back in a carny talk, but when, (laughs) you know, different people didn't show up for work yeah. and you know the bosses would say yeah yeah no surprise he shit the bed all right let's go you just unload the truck yourself you know and i remember oh, one gosh. day i said you know what how come i never get to shit the bed and you know what my <laughs> boss said to me at the time you can't you are the bed Ooh. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> that's so deep it's funny it's and so it's not sad. it's not funny yeah. but it's funny um When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. With summer upon us, friends, hair is going to be even more important. Yes, we've got 
humidity, we've got sun, we've got all kinds of things. And sometimes it's hard to find the right shampoo for your hair. Everyone's hair is so different and there's no one size fits all solution. That's why I love Way. They have different shampoos depending on your hair type. Want volume? Fine hair and conditioner will give you that extra oomph you need. If you need some moisture and a little extra bounce, find your happy medium with medium shampoo and conditioner. And for my peeps with thick hair like me, give your hair the hydration it deserves with thick hair shampoo and conditioner. Plus, you guys already know Way carries some of my favorite hair care products I use all the time, whether it's the leave-in conditioner, which is my go-to, or the hair oil. They give my hair this hydrating refresh all summer long. Wash your way to healthier hair. <laughs> See what I did there? With shampoos and conditioners made just for you. Go to the way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code HEALSQUAD for 15% off your entire purchase. That's theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code HEALSQUAD. Your hair deserves it. But, uh, you know, but but also I don't have a lot of the crippling traumas and I, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, I have my own Mm. and they come out in other ways. But when I'm dealing with, I'll bring it back to being a hashtag dadfluencer and Athena's now doing this thing where, you know, last night, for example, the last two, that's four nights in a row. I'll give you last night's thing. She's up. She wakes, she goes in bed seven, wakes up once or twice before then. I can rock her back to sleep, put her back in the crib. We're good. Pacify in the mouth. We're good. And then, you know, few, 11 o'clock, boom, wide awake. And I mean, wide awake, wanting to play and just slap me and hit me. And, but, you know, it, fun. But I can feel the strength in her body. She's not tired. And so I can't rock her to bed. And so, when it started four nights ago, uh, I said, oh my God. So I'm like teething tools. I'm doing, I'm, I, okay, then I tried that. Then we tried tummy time, which she hates. Then I'm like, okay, all right, keep the way. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> okay. And finally, I just went to some milk, um, you know, for for formula. And that just calmed her down and she went out, but then woke back up again. So basically the whole night was this, but imagine now. (laughs) Four nights in. I go down, no, the first night, Natasha. Uh, I go down, and by the way, Maria gets to see all this on the cameras, which is hilarious. (laughs) So I go down into the kitchen because I decided to put Bobo and Max in the kitchen because... Listen, if it was me, I'd put them all in the room with me because I can, like, mm-hmm. I can yeah. handle them yeah. all. But costs like Kevin, Matt, uh, Max's fur, you don't want, okay, fine. I go down to the kitchen, and when I tell you, Max, the, the diarrhea, pee, mm-hmm. party, and garbage party, it was a trifecta. Mm-hmm. He exploded every part of the kitchen. And because he's 140 pounds, when I'd say a lake of... <laughs> Urine, all to a point I slipped and fell into <laughs> all the diarrhea in the urine. Oh, no. And he and Violetta had made, you know, because Violetta's away this week too. We, Violetta went away this week. And so she's like, uh, Kevin, I made, Bobo hasn't been eating. So Bobo's, very, he's a little precocious little guy. And every two or three days he wants a different meal. Oh my god! So anyway, these are my rescues. They're all they've all been like this. But that, that's why they're so amazing in so many other areas because they have so many blind spots in other like people. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. all the people who are like, oh well, that person happens to be a genius, but then I don't know, they can't chew gum and walk in a straight line. But it's hard, yeah. You know, Dwayne, <laughs> you can't chew gum and walk in a straight line. Um, I couldn't either at one point. Then you know what I got? A nice that- backhander. And then I walked in a straight line, even though I couldn't. You just get you get a couple of backhanders, put you right back in that line. You just okay, 
Yeah, you. Yeah, you I got, guess they got a few yeah. more. Why well, you my use way. that imagination of yours to walk in a straight line? That's what I would have heard. <laughs> so she made two tubs of sweet potatoes and chicken, two big Tupperware tubs for Bobo. She said, "Kevin, try this during the week. He likes it." Okay. So, you don't want to put hot into the fridge. So I said, "Okay, okay. I'll when it cools off." I'll, uh, and by the way. At the amount of work I'm doing, I'm not doing physical work, by the way. Just my, I'm doing mm-hmm. brain work, in my, in the multiple jobs I have outside of uh, this. And so, I was like, okay, okay, I'll do it. I forgot to put them in. So Max, wipe those out. Which, by the way, because he has KPI, he needs a digestive enzyme in all his foods. So there's no digestive enzyme in there. So it means that's just going to go right through him like quicksand. What is KPI? Um, it's a, it's a. It's an affliction where he he's not he can't produce enzymes to break down his food, so uh, we have to give him. Is it like dog? So no one wanted him. He, you know, it probably he probably got it from fear, and trauma. Wow, that's what I think. And it's it's in the stomach, in the pancreas, and and we we have that's why no one wanted him. But we do this powder, which is very expensive, and then that did it. That made it so he could eat and live, and he went from ninety skin and bones to what he is now but we still have to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then I didn't put those away. I left the garbage drawer open a little bit. He went throughout. He's never done that before. I mean, th- it was like, and Athena is screaming and crying. And I, all I kept saying was like, I'm so glad this is me and that Maria is not here. Because even if I was handling it, she would have heard it and run down. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, because it's me, I've got, my secret stash of Windex. Of I've course. got my, my putty scraper that scrapes the, the dried diarrhea off the ground. I've got, and I've got all my rag towels all in a storage area just for this wow. emergency. So I go to work on all of it. But I was saying to myself, I was glad it was me. Because yeah. I don't have those traumas where I was like, all right, this is just, can't, this is yeah, yeah. funny. Like what, a comedy must rule. Like what else can I do? <laughs> I get upset about this. It's just funny. And now, you know, by night four, She's still doing it, but I let them sleep in Maria's room. Like they're almost like they think she's going to come home. Uh, so I have them in Maria's room, which is next door. And then I just leave all the doors open. So then I'm like, because I was, I like to lock her door because I like a line of defense. If someone ever breaks in, we don't live in the safest place. But then I'm like, wait, Max is right next door. No one's getting by Max. And so now, you know, Max comes in and just says, you know, gives me the nose nudge, Dad, I got to go. So at the three in the morning, he, I let him out, he potties. And I'm up anyway with her. So we're, we've kind of all now found our rhythm. But I don't, ha- like I said, I don't suffer from those things. That, that would like drive Maria out of control. But also at the same time, yes, even dad influences not, not need to sleep. I agree. <laughs> they definitely do. But now you were alone with, you didn't have two dogs. That I didn't were, have like, two dogs. But, but had... you were alone. You had a, did, Was Dylan up all night too? You know what? I, I was pretty good at training Dylan to sleep. Like I was very- We did a lot of those scams. But you know, Kev, I'd never pick him up at night. You cr- let him cry it out. I wouldn't let him cry it out. I would like be next to him and I would I'd like- i do that. And I would like, we had a do bassinet sh- that, that rocked like manually if I tapped it, it That's would rock. That's a nice scam, but, but you- So I would just tap it, but I'd be at a distance. Like but, but under six months, right? You don't have, does it, do you have a bassinet rocker for- No, oh, no, no, no. That's and what I mean, like we're yeah. at seven months now. Yeah, that's true. And then, um, but 
Dylan's been, I must say, very lucky. I, I've been very lucky. He's been a good sleeper. He's a good sleeper. Well, she yeah. always, she was, but here's the one but thing given, I love about her. Go yeah. ahead. But Dylan would wake up for, for until he was like four, he wanted a bottle in the middle of the night. Like I'd wake up a few times. Like I still wake up today. He still sometimes wants a snack. Like I don't have a full <laughs> night's sleep. Um, wow. Well, that's what we're, I'm getting at with her. Well, what I love about her, always the smile. So I'm, you know, I know people have the colicky babies and I know a lot of women who deal with that. They can't sleep, but then they also feel they're terrible moms because the baby's crying in so much pain. And then you just, even when Athena, the few times she does cry, I just feel so bad. You know, I feel mm. like, oh my God, don't mm. cry. But um, she's always got a grin. So this it makes it kind of fun. I'm like, honey, come on. Let, you gotta let daddy sleep. But I, I, for me right now, I'm realizing it is hunger. And again, mm. getting away from perfectionism and getting away. Th and thank God I have Violetta and Chantier this week. But, you know, Violetta was like, because we keep getting all these videos about, oh, these are the activities they need. And this is the, they should be yeah. doing this at this age. And they should be. And I'm like, I'm thinking about the monsters that lived in my neighborhood, like Irish and Italian families of eight, 10 kids. There, there was no way the parents were able to do this stuff. And all yeah. these kids turned out. Doctors, lawyers, they own real estate, like everything. Exactly. So I'm just like, you know what? And I go back to the one of the my waitress friends over at Tom's, who was like, "You have to, you got to sleep. Like mm. it doesn't matter." So I've just been going to the Brezza and doing the the formula. And yeah. you know what? And and she was it. She did three ounces, then she did another four ounces, and then this morning she did her normal thing. So to me, it said she's she's hungry. Dylan was like that. Dylan was like literally hungry all the time, and Dylan does. I mean. I know I'm. I he's a boy and I'm a, a female, and generally boys do eat more. But Dylan eats way more than I do. I'm a grown up and he's a growing kid, and he eats way way more than I do. I can give him two dinners at night. Whoa. Like he's just. He's got a lot, and he burns it off. He doesn't he's, show he's it. He's a skinny little kid. He's got yeah. a six pack. I mean, yeah. but when he was a baby, I he was hungry. Like even to this day, he still has this one snack that he wants at night. Like not every night anymore, but he yeah, wakes but up and it. he's hungry. Yeah. And he wakes up, he's hungry. Well, thanks for joining us for Dadfluencer Talk. <laughs> so yeah, so we moved into that now. And in segment two, Dwayne, where do we go to? We want you want to go to MMA? Like what? What else? Can um, we talk about well, that? You know, speaking of MMA, uh, there's this new game coming out called Tekken. Oh, great! So let's go to yes, let's go to video game talk. Our I think the Hill Squad yeah. loves that. Okay. So Tekken <laughs> is a is a historic historic game. A fighting game, right? Yeah. It, it, it is known to be the most beautiful fighting game uh, ahead of its time, always. It, it always is like the cutting edge of graphics, and, and they have the best is mechanics. It, it's okay, just a good game. Great. That's awesome, Dwayne. And yeah. I'm sure everyone just took up their, their yeah. phones to yeah, write yeah. that down. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, maybe after the break, we'll get into the specs. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we can find that. That's amazing. By right. the way, now, I am kind of interested in... I want to know about the graphics. Well, you look at the graphics, and I'm interested mm. in is it is it pairing different forms of of uh, historic uh, fighting arts? Yeah, Greco-Roman wrestling. You know, There's, kung fu from another century. Yeah, do, do you know, boxing. Totally. Like, right. Each character has their own style from, of martial arts. From different. Yeah, from boxing to capoeira. Oh, to, to, Dwayne, to, I'm so in. To, okay, yeah. So listen. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna just. 
put a pin in that, Dwayne. Okay. I think we're okay. going to keep the pin in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, But thank totally. you for that. That Thanks. was great. So if the dad fluenza wasn't enough, now we at least we have some moms out there. <laughs> but this is great, Dwayne. I'm back, sure everyone wants pocket, to know, you know about the MMA. Maybe video. in a few months you can pull it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's Dwayne. there. It's Dwayne. there. Um, <clears throat> listen, let's, let's take our first break. And when we come back, we'll, what's the new scam you were working on? So Natasha? I had this appointment this week with this amazing woman who will try get on the show, but it's called emotion coding. Emotion coding. Love yeah. this. And we'll go in. through it. It's amazing. All right. As soon as you said it, I said, don't say anymore. Yeah. I want to I know. I'm in. Okay, you guys, all that and more on this regular guy Friday. Okay, we're going to switch the vibe up for a little bit since you know we like to do things a little different here at RGF. Maria's away right now. Valentine's Day is coming up. And Dwayne, I'm curious, how did you meet Mrs. Dwayne? Funny enough, uh, we met on another podcast. It was like a little indie podcast, and she was there just kind of hanging. She, she Actually, I was I had my camera set up, and she, she tripped over it. That's how we met. She, Interesting. So yeah. kind of a showbiz meetup. Well, Marie and I met <laughs> when I was making my first film. So oh, wow. very similar Industry love. needs for Mrs. Mrs. Duane and um, <laughs> Ms. Menounos. Yeah. Looking back all the years that Marie and I have been together, makes me realize just how much life we have experienced with one another and have we ever. And with everything we've been through, it really shows me how important having someone to do your life with is. If meeting your special someone organically hasn't been working for you and you are ready to find your life partner, eHarmony is the way to go. Heal Squad, eHarmony has an amazing compatibility. Yeah. E-Harmony has an amazing compatibility quiz that genuinely makes finding a meaningful connection so much easier. You will find that their compatibility quiz takes the time to really dive into your personality, interests, and values, ensuring that you're matched with someone who truly gets you. Well, Dwayne and I have found our perfect matches, and we want the same for you, Heal Squad. So take the leap and find your life partner. Go to eHarmony.com, take their compatibility quiz, and let us know how things go. By the way, I love the compatibility quiz, Dwayne. Yeah? Like, what? I, you know, that was, it just, I got back in my day. But that was never <laughs> around, you know, that was never around. It, you know, even hiring a in-person matchmaker was. Oh, I've heard of that. Well, back then, but it was, you, I thought you would kind of laugh at that or think it was silly. I, mm -hmm. It just, again, it was, we were just so less mindful. And it was, you might think. I don't know, am I physically attracted to this person or is this some of my parents would like? Um, oh, yeah. You know, is, it, it, are they responsible? Are they going to be a good mom or a good dad? You know, you, you just never took the time. There was no such thing as a quiz. So I love this eHarmony. I love that we have a means to be mindful and lean into this in this kind of way to get paired with the right people. So you That's know what? Cool. I, of course, not able to use the quiz. But for someone else who's single, I mean, go to eHarmony.com. Is it Backslash Heal Squad? I forget, Dwayne. I already like lost my thing. I think it's just eHarmony.com. There you go. And take their compatibility quiz. And listen, if you end up finding your life partner, you know, send a little love to Heal Squad. Let, the, let our friends at eHarmony know. Like, hey, I heard this on Maria's Heal Squad podcast. Mm-hmm.
Little Elvis Presley, Burning Love. And by the way, with the New York Philharmonic at the beginning, someone very cleverly put that in, and I think they did it quite well, Natasha. They did do it. Did you know Elvis did not think this was going to be a hit? And he also didn't sing it many times. He did it in Hawaii and uh, not many other times. It's one of my favorite Elvis songs. I agree. I'm surprised. I like his taste in music. Yeah. But a little trivia there. That's gonna go. I don't want to go to Dwayne now because I feel like I'm gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people! Lilo and Stitch. Um, I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling there's another. Um, there's another video I want to play, and I think I want to play it before we do emotional coding. By the way, a little tease for Monday. Oh, we had a great. You've got a great show. For yeah, Monday. so they had to call the backup quarterback in a duty. I was out of shape, out of practice. Plus, we're in the new studio, the new configuration of the studio. Worked out some kinks. Dwayne gave me a lot of back talk, then apologized after, which that's probably the only third apology I've ever received in my life, Dwayne. I want you to know that. So There's more where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went over. It, so a sports hypnotist but also sports hypnotherapy and performance performance co- hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy plus and coach plus like spiritual medium i mean she just has so many i don't even want to say things but so much that she can access and do yeah during your session with her um undiscovered pretty, gem yeah i think you know unlike you know sometimes we have people on who are People are very established. They've got their site, their website, their books. I mean, this is someone who doesn't really have that stuff. But I was as impressed with her as I've been with any of our guests. Yeah. Um, I think for anybody who is looking for an alternative means to heal, I mean, she works with people who, you know, can't make free throw shots, but also or can't give the big speech. But she told a story about some a woman who was really just nervous for her wedding. She thought she was going to make a fool out of herself at her wedding and she helped her through that yeah but like you said yeah there's so much um getting into root traumas and then also dealing with channeling right yeah i mean it's just like she combines it all together and i think it just takes a beautiful approach to one's healing and accessing of what's happened to you in the past and letting it go yeah i think healing and ascension yeah. So you, you on the one hand you can heal with her, but on the other hand, if it's like you want to just do better. So I I don't know, it was fascinating. Lots of um takeaways. So I urge you guys to uh to check that out. This is a video I want uh this this one speaks to me a lot and I think hopefully will speak to many of you. I, I had a friend uh I you know, I have a friend whose dad is a, a, a you know, in a tough battle with cancer. And he was saying how dad has a great attitude. He's living his life like he normally would. He's going to games and uh, doing everything that he was doing before his diagnosis. And I said, regular guy theory, it's great because he's living. Mm. He's not dying Yeah, in his brain. And I think that goes a long way. 
but then I saw then this video came up and I sent this video to him but I think this video is powerful and I don't know if this is going to title emotional coding or not Dwayne let's roll the tape all right rolling a Harvard study in 1957 by Dr. Kurt Richter placed rats in a pool to test how long they could tread water on average due to exhaustion they would sink and drown after 15 minutes however right before they gave up due to exhaustion the researchers would pluck them out dry them off let them rest for a few minutes and put them back in for round two on this second try how long do you think they lasted remember they had just swam until failure only a few short minutes ago how long do you think longer another 15 minutes 10 minutes what do you think five minutes no you are all wrong 60 hours that's right Whoa. 60 hours of swimming which is 2.5 days the conclusion drawn was that since the rats believed that they would eventually be rescued and so they could push their bodies way past what they previously thought impossible I will leave you with this thought if an unstoppable belief can cause exhausted rats to swim for that long what could a belief in yourself do how capable could you be remember this remember why you're here keep swimming and never ever quit thank you bye B okay wow. so I mean you tell me bad baby wouldn't <laughs> tell Dr. Phil to cash her outside after playing that to Dr. Phil. <laughs> how about that? How about that? But how about that, Dwayne? So Natasha, you're nodding because of course Natasha's in six B. She's like, yeah, I've seen this video. <laughs> but Dwayne, someone, yeah. you, Gen Z, mm -hmm. programmed to be a victim. Mm -hmm. Yep. Programmed to just be fed. Your thoughts? Um, I really appreciate Dwayne's none of those things, by the way. <laughs> Just having I, fun with I really appreciated how they ended on a Dory quote from Finding Nemo. That was pretty cool. Okay, that's Dwayne's takeaway. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> hey, oh, you know, I don't, it's funny because when we have the younger people do takeaways on the show, um, I always have to jump in because, when, you know, when we do the descriptions of the show, and I'm like, wait, so that was your lesson? Like, and I realize there's just not li enough life experience to appreciate yet the you know it's not your fault it's like I hope it's not life experience I hope uh, it's not because of your, your, your all's programming is to you know which I hope it isn't where when you're really in touch with your pain you see something like that and you don't you're not really thinking about the finding Nemo or <laughs> you're thinking about oh my god yeah that if you know if you put a thought in your mind the negative you're dead but if you put one in that's positive so i'm gonna go up Maybe. to so so Dwayne. Can, can i try again no Dwayne in 46 i okay, okay. and by the way Dwayne, i hope you appreciate the fact that i let you have both your elbows hang over the armrests i do thank you all right go up now natasha hey natasha can we yeah six beats flight attendants all right we're friends it's okay but I also think not only like they talk about having a limiting belief or having an or having an unstoppable belief about yourself, like what you can do. I even took it to think of just having hope. Hope. Because that little rat or mice, whatever it was, had the hope that it was going to get saved, that it was able to continue going. Mm. Hope or expectation. Could be either. Does it matter? It's just like thinking that there is, mm. you know, there is that, that light at the end of the tunnel okay. that yeah. can drive you to do so much more. 
I suppose it's the same as like you could take it the other way and saying that the purpose or the why, why are you going to keep swimming because I'm going to get saved? I'm yeah. going to keep going because somebody's. I don't like the fact that somebody's going to save me because I don't like that concept. You need to save yourself, but, but the fact is like they would keep going because they would, get out of this predicament that they're in. I, I think it's incredibly powerful. But I will yeah. say because you know we are all inclusive per, Dwayne's generation, and being all inclusive, I really want to. Not that what you said wasn't you know, didn't mean something. I'm sure it meant something to someone out there. But Dwayne, can we explain the Finding Dory portion of this? Because <laughs> I, I would love to. So what was the last quote? It was from Finding Dory. It was uh, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. The, the, Sorry. The first one. Sorry. Boomer move. Uh, and yeah, he said, just keep swimming. And that's like Dory's thing. Swim. Because Dory has Swim. very short attention span. Excuse me. Right. Well, well, well she, and so, Dory, to be fair, Dory, Dory has uh, ADD. Yeah. Do we know what meds Dory was on? None. She was on no meds. No okay. meds. Continue, please. Uh, so short-term memory, couldn't remember anything, but she remembered that quote, just keep swimming. And I believe in Finding Dory, I could be wrong, That's the, she got that from her parents that she lost. And so the whole movie in the, in the sequel, spoiler alert, is that she's looking for her parents. And I think they're, they're like, their lesson was just keep swimming, right? Just keep moving forward. See? It's deep. If you just give it a sec, if you get a chance. Wow. So guess what, Dwayne? I might have to cash you outside. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so, Dwayne, kind of a save, but okay. I yeah. really, I'm, I'm, it, I want, I don't know about you. I want to, someday least? I want to be up in 46H. <laughs> I agreed. I agreed. Never, never give up. Yeah. Never give, you mm. only lose unless you quit. Never give up. I mm -hmm. totally believe mm -hmm. in that, but I do think um, you need more. Never give up because, because something good is coming and finish the story know, and so we should we should be able to get ourselves there kev i'm sure you've seen this like a meme that's gone around for years on social media it's like you see this guy climbing this mountain and then you see him like an inch away from the top and he quits i see it all the time in my life but you see it in life too you know, all the time you're like you you never know how close you are to the thing that you want so never give up. The last two miles of the marathon are the hardest. Honest. But as yeah. I always try to tell people, you know, you, so many of us run 24 miles of the 26-mile marathon. And can you imagine? Now, have you ever run, run a marathon, Natasha? You yeah. have? Oh, my God. Okay, so you know. Dwayne, do you know anything about marathons? You I mean, run? you're an athlete, Dwayne, so yeah. you know. I mean, it's one of the most brutal things to do to your body. In fact, oh, yeah. there's studies, there's, I have friends who believe your body does not recover yeah. fully from when you I've do, when too. you put, but I understand a lot of people do it for mental reasons. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it, it, you know, I, I get it. I get the medicinal aspect of I'm going to train all these months and I'm going to do it. I'm going to accomplish this thing. And that's, that's the single that they need in life that they need to hit to say, okay, now I can do the next thing. So I'm all for it in that respect. But I will say, can you imagine doing all that training and putting your body through all that only to run the 24 rather than the 26 miles? And yet we all do that every day in life. So many times. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're so close. Yeah. Um, and then Tony Robbins always says, right when it's the most difficult is when you're about to have the breakthrough. Yeah. Now, 
I also do caution, though. So I always say, this takes me over to way before your time, and also over in South Africa. I'm sure they didn't have Tennessee Tuxedo. No idea what that is. Cartoon, Tennessee <laughs> Tuxedo. In Tennessee and Chumley, they were, they were in a zoo, and the zookeeper was Stanley Livingston. And Tennessee and Chumley always were coming up with bright ideas to escape the zoo or get rich quick schemes. It was just Tennessee was the brains. Chumley was the henchman, kind of just went along. But every now and again, they were able to visit. I still don't even know how, where Phineas J. Whoopi fit in, but Phineas J. Whoopi was the man with all the answers. And they would go to him and he had a nice library, a nice desk. And he would, you know, he would give them all these life lessons and explain everything to him. By the way, it was very educational for kids. Hmm. You, he'd, teach you about gravity, how magnets worked, everything. And they would always use it for their escapes. And then it, you, it would always be uh, Tennessee, uh, voiced by the great Don Adams, would say, Phineas J. Whoopi, you're the greatest. And Phineas J. Whoopi would say, but boys, wait. It was They would leave too early. <laughs> the reason I say all that stuff is because sometimes people take the advice out of context. And I'm like, but boy, no, boys, wait. <laughs> The walls, you know, and so there are times where you do you have to walk away. You do. There are times, so so it, it's it, for, like for every. I've said this many times on this show, but for every Sly Stallone, for example, in our business, that said, I have to star in it. I'm going to give up all my money. I'm going to put everything on the line. For every one of him, I don't even know if I've heard of another one of him. Every other example is they blew all their money. They ruined the movie. Might even have been, I, you know, I think I said this even last week, but I knew of a really good script and it was actually a really good story. But the person that was the driving force was not a leading man. Just shouldn't have been starring in this movie. Mm -hmm. Should have wrote it, maybe directed it, do like a small supporting role, which, you know, there's that old saying, it's not, not the size of the role. It, it, it isn't, but I know so many vain actors who just, no, I, I meant to play, you know, that's just one example. But, you know, for me, when I was young, I was like, I gotta make this film. And I'll go to any length. I'll pay any amount of money to get my film made. And then that only end up like bankrupt and, you know, with a crappy movie. Um, so there are times where you have to know, hey, this, 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 this is not right for me. Also, this is not right for me. This is a, another magic phrase I've been having people tack on to their inner dialogue. Three words. At this time. Right now, yeah. So even, I have a friend now, and we're in a major negotiation with the studio. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I've been tagging on to. You know, I'm never going to get at this time. I'm never going to work there at this time. So maybe your dream, whatever you're going, maybe I'm not going to continue to pursue this at this time you know maybe you need a break from it and you can come back to it in a few years but i just caution because yes it is darkest before the dawn and it is you got to run those last two miles which are the hardest and you've got to be able to break through you know in the tony robbins right there when it's the hardest is when you're going to get i agree with all that but there are times where you go you know what i'm in a fold them i'm cashing in my chips mm -hmm. um you gotta be you gotta be evaluating continuously. Because like if you're running if you're gonna go back to the marathon thing, if you're running the marathon and you're running in the wrong direction, mm. you're never gonna get to the finish line. Mm -hmm. No matter if you run twenty six or twenty four or That's good. you you're running the wrong way. 
So you've got to keep looking at where you your ultimate end goal. Or if you even then get injured in the marathon, yeah. let's say, and, and that is going to cause greater, like let's say it's your knee. I, I have a friend who, you know, he was one of these real, um, still a super overachieving, hard worker, a sporty place, super aggressive, uh, super aggressive in finances, business, just that guy, that like alpha, like, yeah. And, and I remember he just was like, what, run the marathon? He's like, yeah, all right, screw it. I'll just run it. He didn't train, just went out and ran it. And you know, he just walks bow-legged now. His knees, like he never recovered. Um, so, you know, there's, that's just, that's a, obviously just an allegory, but I think there's, there's that too it's running in the wrong direction or it's like hey this is really going to mess me up for mm. the rest of my life this is not worth it this you know so it's the self-awareness like you said i think it's also having maybe good people in your life your 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 good committee yeah um tough right i mean maybe it's asking the universe you know maybe it's using some of that body work energy isn't there ways natasha we can ask yourself questions and if you lean a certain way it's a yes if you yeah, lean, so what is that scam so yeah there's that thing there's that there is that scam when you put your hand on your heart you stand up you put your hand on your heart and one on your stomach and you ask you close your eyes and you like connect with yourself and you ask the question a yes or no answer if you lean forward it's a yes and if you lean back it's a no so like I know some people who go to the supermarket, the grocery store, and they'll put their food up to their chest. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. And they'll see if it's good for them or not. And they'll like lean and if it, they lean back then they won't buy it and it Yeah, I've heard it with supplements too. Yeah. Right? It kinda yeah. sounds like So Dwayne, so video a, games, if it's yeah. right, if it's like a, a a fight game or versus right? Versus a meditation game. <laughs> oh, do they have those? I don't think so, but I would <laughs> I would play that All game. Right, listen, this this Natasha, see, this is why in 6B, you're never going to be invited back to 46H. You're not going to fit in with the cool people. Dwayne, what were you going to say? Oh, no, no, no. No? Yeah, because you knew it, right? Yeah, yeah. You saved me on that one. Um, should we take one more break and then emotional coding? Sure. All right. So you, uh, you, you guys, we will take, uh, we'll take a break and then we'll be back shortly. We'll talk to you shortly. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, was about like to make a SpongeBob reference. Oh, you should have. You should have. I uh, see. See. I uh, know, but stop. We'll bring it. We'll bring it up later. Um, 
All right, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. My phone, with my computer's dead. So let me see what I got here from my, on my, um, what I have on my, uh, on my little um, jukebox here. Put up, uh, I can see for miles, I guess, maybe. Oh, no, let's do uh mm. Oh, do Octopus's Garden. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in, knows where we've been. Took a minute for in his octopus's Dwayne to bob along with this one. In the shade. Dwayne, your thoughts, I'm comments. Not, I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of Beatles. I'm not gonna lie. They're okay. They're okay. You know what? I'm going to give you the um, the response you get in Hollywood all the time that almost makes no sense, but does in a way. Okay. The safe response of, I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm going to use that. All right. Yeah, you know, it's, they're not on my um, they're not on my playlist. Respect them. Well, but we, good, Natasha. Uh, no, we Come. are. Um, say in in my household like also you know i go through stages i'll listen to the beatles and and not haven't heard them in ages but when that new song came out the one that came out at the end of last year mm -hmm. that they used technology and ai to pull out the piano and was um, good john legend's um john legend john lennon's voice um because he had recorded when he you know, when he retired, he was still recording mm -hmm. music just with a tape recorder and his piano. Oh, wow. And they always wanted to um, release the song, but they wouldn't, then technology didn't allow for it. Allow for it. Mm -hmm. And now technology allows for it. So they released the song at the end of last year. How did they miss this? I think it's called Now and Then. And um, so. Is it any good? Uh, yeah. And it's um, so like. You know, I, I love to show Dylan like the possibility and the wonder in the world and mm. these amazing things. So the minute I heard it came out, I said to Dylan, oh my God, there's the song. And it was by the Beatles. And I, you know, go into the whole story and I tell him and I tell him about the technology. That, so now Dylan wants to listen to the Beatles. All right. <laughs> well, listen, so, yeah. I enjoy them. Mm. And by the way, I'm going to just do another shout out to Ringo Starr. I think very underrated. I like his odd voice. It really works. This one, Yellow Submarine, and then I liked his singles work too. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry for all you aficionados. In an octopus's garden. Okay, now Got let's it. discuss this new scam of emotional coding. I'm in. Sorry, emotional. Who do I have to pay? Um, Sign me up. 
All right. So we're going to try. I'm going to reach out to her today and see if we can get her on the show. Um, I think that'll be super cool. But yeah, so I heard about this this thing called emotion coding. Didn't really know much about it. Didn't know what to expect. Um, I get referred to this person who, the person who's referred me has tried a lot of people, but they were like, this is amazing. You've got to try this. So I'm, you know, like fully into trying anything at least once. Um, so I go to do this and, and my, my friend who told me about it, I said like, yeah, she like kind of releases emotions that get trapped in your body. Mm. I'm like, okay, like how does this work? I speak to her on the, on the, on, we have a call and she goes, yeah, there's in this emotion coding training, I think there's like 47 emotions that everybody feels and, um, we like work through them and you'll release them from your body. So I was like, oh, do we work on like one emotion in a session at one time? She goes, no, we'll just we'll release like whatever comes up. So it's kind of like an, you know, spiritual thing. She connects with you spiritually. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if she lives in the US. So I wanted to, so we go through this and so we define this question that I want to, or that we, 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 we come up with a statement and then she turns it into a question of like what I wanted to release. And I'm pulling my phone out because I wanted to go to show this to you. Let's read this to you because it was amazing. Thanks. So she asks this question and she uses muscle testing on herself. So she says, you can just sit there, close your eyes or you can watch me or whatever. So I closed my eyes and, um, she turns my statement into a question like how can i do to release the what to feel these feelings these positive feelings that i want to feel and release some stuff and the first emotion that comes up um is dread and she goes if you want to know more about the emotion and you want to know more about when you were feeling it or when it was trapped we can do all of that too you know i mean i'm like no i want to just get through releasing it as many as much as we can in this mm -hmm. time that we're together and she goes okay she goes, like, spirit is telling me that they want you to be aware of that the one that we're going to be releasing is at the age of 27. And we're going to be releasing 252,334 dreads from your body and your spirit. Whoa. You know, I know it sounds crazy. But then again, when you think of a buildup of 10 or 15 or 20 years, you go... <sighs> So, and it just, we go start work, working through of the next emotion was like helplessness. There's 47,000. Then anxiety was like close to 200,000. Grief was 1.1 million. And then she said the one they want you to know that has been passed down like ancestral grief from six generations ago. So we're going to clear that out. I was like, wow. And eventually it goes and it goes and it goes. And um, my last emotion, there was like 3,724. What was that emotion? It was a lack of control. Mm. So your fear of a lack of control? No, it was just feeling like... Oh, feeling, feeling Yeah. And do you feel better afterwards? Um, I think there has been a shift. Uh... I mean, it was just on Monday, so it's been like a we'll see what happens. second But ago. at the very least, it, it created an awareness. Yeah. Right? And some of these, some of the things that she brought up, like dread. It made sense to you. It made sense to me, but it's not a conscious thing that I've ever thought of, like the fact mm. that I had dread. Um, like even the uh, one emotion was anxiety. Like, you know, I don't really feel anxious i mean obviously there's anxiety but i don't have like mm -hmm. i want to say i'm like i'm an anxious person um 
humiliation either. Like I don't really get like embarrassed or humiliated. So that was an interesting one for me. But yeah, that was like pretty amazing. So yeah. Emotional coding. And is this something that a lot of people do? Is it, is it or is it just exclusive to her? I don't know. I think that's like to a look few into people. It. Yeah, I don't. I, don't really I think. I mean, it. listen. Knowing you, Natasha, that all makes sense. It does all make sense. Because the dread, the the lack of control, and uh, not so much humiliation, but the other stuff. Yeah, I feel it on you. I feel it's he the heaviness, and so um, I feel like it is accurate. And yeah, let's stay posted on clearing it. Yeah, so it's just like clearing it out. And then she said, like, you know, like sometimes now other emotions will be ready to clear. Like she's like, there's, a, there's an order in your, in your subconscious that allows it to, allows your body and your subconscious to release these emotions. I'm going to, um, so interesting. Very interesting. Well, I'm going to tell you, so I've been doing uh, biofeedback. And we talked about that, yeah. right? And the thing with the the biofeedback, I was trying to get the the person I who's doing it for me. He, he wasn't comfortable yet coming on the air, because I wanted to. Um, the fact that let's say I I and I was saying this to our guest that we have on Monday off air, but um, you know, I'm always looking for these other modalities. We are the show is always looking for other modalities to heal, but even medically speaking. And I'll tell you guys, I, I know someone who is a um, a kinesiologist with a background in nutrition. And her name is El Rio. And what El does, is she takes a selfie of you. I think that's amazing. I know you were saying that earlier. And then you take pictures of supplements and medicines you're taking. You send that all to her. And then, you know, and, and when I say very affordable, the sessions, she comes back and gives you a reading, a scan of your body. And I did it two years ago. Okay, and it, it was like, oh, it seems kind of accurate, you know, and you know me, whatever moves the what? The needle. Whatever moves the needle, I'm in. Like, I'm all the You'll even get prayed over. I'll even get prayed over. Yeah, you <laughs> saw that. Remember? This, 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 oh. the, the couple, yeah, they came in and just, may we pray over you. <laughs> I was like, and Kevin's response was, whatever moves the needle. Whatever moves the needle, I'm in. Let's go. Okay. Let's get it. Let's get going. <laughs> I had the two hands went over my body. I was in. Um, but yeah, and... Uh, so, you know, it was like I kind of, she gave me a report a couple of years ago and eh, it seems kind of accurate. And I just, and then told me what supplements to take, which I did for a minute. And the typical me, I'm like, uh, there's too much work I have to do. <laughs> so I just swept it all under the rug. And then um, I had blood work done and with, with good people through, you know, Dan Huber, who I mentioned, I went down to Dallas at his, his facility and, and the blood work came back and showed all the same stuff that she picked up. Whoa. But then I'll tell you, if, if that's not a modality that interests you, the biofeedback. So then I, I, the biofeedback machine, guy, the, the Brian, this guy Brian doesn't know me from Adam. Yeah. And sit, run the machine, and oh, these are all the things you have wrong with you. It's all the stuff that's in my blood, and it's all the stuff that L saw, but L and, he, and the biofeedback saw things the blood didn't see. Whoa. Oh, that's interesting. They said, no, you know what? You do have mold poisoning, which the blood work didn't really show that much. And I said, but why is it that anything cold, damp, moldy, just I start crawling out of my skin? Is it just PTSD? And he's like, no, you have mold in you, but mold can hide. So through the both the biofeedback 
and through the um, kinesiologist, she said mold can hide. First of all, it can mask. It can mask with infections. So I have in me Bartonella, and I have uh, you know a Lyme, which now we think is more a uh, Lyme, but also a form of chronic fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so it can ma- it can it can blend in with the virus, the infections you have in your body, but then also it can hide in fat. So, um, but then there's other things that came up too, which is emotional stuff that comes up on the biofeedback. Um, and I'm trying to pick up what was written down about me uh, here, and I forget where I, t- I I wrote it out somewhere, but you know he had said yeah uh emotionally which just tripped me out he said yeah you um you have a uh, first of all you you're really too hard on yourself secondly you have a real problem with receiving and you tend to just overgive and um and then but that also came up with uh another intuitive then in my sessions with ida it's all about you know worthiness and feeling worthy and you know it's just all really just connected but i was shocked that the biofeedback picked up that stuff and and then you know ida really broke it down she's like well if if all you're doing is giving and you can't receive then you you can't first of all you can't receive success you can't but you can't receive healing you you know and um there was also what else did they see anger uh surprise <laughs> and and one of my organs you, and then in another organ was uh, trauma but it was interesting that all that stuff comes on the biofeedback and i'm thinking like these sessions are so affordable and i'm just saying for all the regular people out there like me um who you know either can't don't have the best access to western health or if the western medicine is going to kind of give you the run around and be like they were with me there's nothing wrong with you <laughs> you know my doctor told me yeah you know what it is here's the thing um you work too hard and you're old <laughs> oh. oh my gosh <laughs> and i'm like okay but i know my body and i know that's not me mm-hmm. like i know i know you know i it's some and you know so when i explore the other things the biofeedback especially which i know people can find available around them i just was blown away and again for such a small number and then there's uh, frequency tools that supposedly can clear it now i only i went for one session so i'm gonna work with the biofrequency person on clearing it and then the um the uh you know the other woman who did the kinesiology with the selfie has given me supplements and um and we're just gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, gi- I'm gonna give it a try i'm doing the epsom salt baths i'm doing some some red light and with maria being away believe it or not even though i have more on my plate with her here but without her to take care of i'm like i can focus more on myself yeah. and so i'm trying for athena's sake it's it's been all fun and games and i've always said if it ends tomorrow it's been a hell of a ride we won some, lost some, but you know what? All good, baby. You know, mm-hmm. been a great ride. Except now I see her and I go, oh, no, she needs, yeah, she needs me here. I gotta, I gotta put in a solid twenty, and then you know, she'll have everything she needs, and I can check out. No, I'm not say, don't universe. No, I'll be here at one hundred and ten. You'll see. That's the spirit. Yeah, you'll mm-hmm. see. But Kev, I also think like for so many people, 
that listen to Heal Squad and so many people out there is that there is like a disconnect inside a lot of us because of the trauma and the life that we've yeah. experienced. And sometimes you can't access that and you're not sure what it is. So you're doing all the right things. You're eating right. You're taking your better. supplements. Yeah. You are doing, and you're not seeing the results that you want. Like often these things, like the emotion coding or like the woman that's gonna be on the show on Monday, Missy, or you know other amazing healers that have been on the show or the biofeedback or the kinesiology can find that disconnect without you having to relive the trauma and heal it. Yes, and then also explore the trauma. So I like where you were going, because I say this to me all the time, like Maria, you can red light, circadian rhythm, the glasses, the th you know, you could, you know, uh, do handstands on in the pool underwater. I mean, like gargle with, you know, oregano, whatever your the scam is. You can do all that stuff. I go, I am of the regular guy belief. That's gonna get you like two to five more years here. Unless you deal with the emotions. You've got to get to the emotional component of all the traumas. You've got to get to that stuff. I think that's where the real healing is, and I do think. The conscious level is, is you know, working with someone to get to the conscious level of, oh, yes, this trauma did happen at age seven or 10. But I still think you got to get to the subconscious mm -hmm. and the unconscious. you got to get under the hood. And that's where these other modalities come in, whether it's uh, energy clearing, tapping, meditation, um, the, the what biofeedback, whatever it is, you know, I think. NLP, neuro-linguistic yeah. neuro programming. You know? I actually read this amazing book. It's um, called The Journey. Oh, I forget the author's name. Brandon Byron. Somebody. Anyway, I can't remember. But um, I will, if anyone wants it, they can know about it. And we can maybe put in the show notes. I'll find it. But I read this amazing book over, the, over Christmas time. It was a very weird time for me. Like was super quiet like everyone was away dylan was with his dad and i had like four days of where i just decided i was going to go on my own little like internal mm -hmm. journey yeah. and this book was recommended to me and i read it and the story goes and she was like a tony robbins coach she this was like 20 plus years ago that mm -hmm. this happened and she you know her and her husband at the time that's what they did she was a coach she worked for tony so she was like you know in that world of like processing your emotions and your feelings. And I'm gonna tell the story very, very quickly, and it's, but it's much longer and more in detail. Um, she developed a tumor in her uterus that by the time she went to see the doctor, it was the size of a basketball. <sighs> and she had decided that she wanted to really look into her life once the doctor had diagnosed it. She decided that she wanted to look into her life and the doctor was like, I can't let this happen. And she eventually convinced the doctor to give her four weeks. And she went on this healing journey and she decided to go and do all this, like, you know, all the alternative stuff. And she went through this process, whichever she did, and she's developed this whole thing. She went into her tumor and found out what was inside of it and had this whole conversation with the... What was the tumor? Anger, anger, it was pain, grief. Well, yeah, whatever, was, but right, she went, thing, how did she go? She, someone took her through so meditation? Someone took her through it. So she has this whole thing now that she does, which is amazing, which I'll get to the point. And then, so she did, so she did this and um, she went back to the doctor four weeks later and the tumor had shrunk from a basketball size to a six inch tumor. How about that? 
um, the when she left her session, I just want to say this, when she left her session, the tumor had gone from being a solid, her stomach being so, so hard and like a rock mm-hmm. to being softer, like mm-hmm. within the time mm. of leaving the session. Mm-hmm. And she continued to work on it. Yeah. And then the doctor wanted to take it out and she was like, no, 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 no. And so her friend recommended she see somebody else, which happened to be like 10 days later. And in between those 10 days, she went on this, because um, she was always learning and, you know, and fine-tuning her skills to be a better coach. She went on this um, course to do this thing with this woman who said, you feel your emotion. Like, you need to feel the emotion. Like, you know, in a lot of the the um, the healers and like, like Tony is like, you know, you change your state. You're feeling something, you're feeling bad, you change your state, you make it better. You And this person was saying something that was like kind of the opposite, was like, you feel into the feeling. Yeah, go into it. Yes. Go into it. Yeah. So she was like, I it's can't. Like going into do, the tumor. Yeah. So yeah. she was like, I can't teach this to anybody else until I do it myself. So everyone, again, was going away and she was having a, like, her husband was going to do a Tony, a Tony training and a this and a whatever. And so she um, went and decided to do this on the weekend. And it took her a long time to, she like felt the feeling and she felt the feeling and she kept going another layer down, another layer down. And then she got, basically got to the bottom feeling and she was was really difficult for her but she eventually yes. went through it and she got to like this knowing of spirit and joy you and get everything through. and when the f- so she wanted to try it on somebody 15 minutes she took the person through that emotion and when she went to her appointment this is the amazing thing that happened and i know that this doesn't happen for everybody and everybody has their own healing journey right but this is just this book and like it was a very impactful for me because i landed up going on this healing journey unknowingly that mm-hmm. weekend mm-hmm. and um she was super vague when she went to the second doctor and she said oh, i've got like my doctor thinks that there might be something there and wanted me to get a second opinion and the woman said to her I um, just want to say I can't believe your doctor thought there was anything there because I'm amazed. Like, I don't think I've ever seen this for a woman of your age. She was like in her late 40s. You have a textbook-shaped uterus. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So this is her thing now. She like takes these people on these journeys. Listen, it brings us back to the beginning of our this episode where um, I think she was at those last few miles of the pain, Yeah. right? But she went through it. And got there and got over to the other side. I feel, I have a friend's dad who's a, we would term it a dry drunk. So do you know what a dry yeah. drunk is? You do. But Dwayne, do you know what a dry drunk nope. is? So a dry drunk is, by the way, these are terrible terms. Sorry, everyone. Uh, so glad we're not on video. But uh, a dry drunk is the uh, someone who's uh, is an alcoholic who has stopped drinking but has not done the work. Not done therapies, not, you know. Um, and by the way, I'm sure there's people who can just stop drinking and be fine, but there's people that they stop drinking and then, but they still have all of the shortcomings that w- were with them when they had the addiction. So I have a friend's dad who's like that. And his life would get so much better if he could just go to that place and, and go to that. And a lot of people don't have the courage and I feel bad for them now. I've learned to empathize with mm-hmm. them. They just don't have the courage to go there and say, oh my God, I was an abusive dad. I was a shit. I just, I, you know, I'm so, I'm sorry now. And that's who I was. I'm not, you know, so instead it's deny, deny. What are you talking about? You know, and all they do is just make the kids more hateful and crazy because it's just, I never did that. And oh, that's all in your head. And oh, you had it so bad. And, 
and things would just get so much better if they could just go to that dark place. Yeah. And they had, but I understand a lot of them don't have the strength and the courage scary. to go. Yes, to go all the way down to the tumor. And listen, I, I, in less extreme cases, I've heard people say, you know, I knew someone who was working with therapists and they were having all these great breakthroughs. Then at some point she stopped. It's actually a friend of our show here. You've had, we've had her on before, and she stopped, and she said, you know, I just didn't want to feel bad anymore. It was all making me feel bad, and I get I was growing and all this other stuff, but I didn't, and so I respect that. So it it does go back to our conversation of if you can go run those last two miles, you can get the breakthrough. But also maybe for other people, it might be the very thing that just completely rupts you, and that's not worth it anyway. Um, Dwayne, please bring me in a little yellow submarine. I just want to go out here with some beetles, and uh, I I have to say, unfortunately, I've got to, I have to cut this shot. Because as a dad influencer, I have a little thing called a christening Ooh. that I have to plan. Yeah. Yes, as a dad influencer, yes, I have someone here. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna take this a little walk exciting. around. Yes, and, and of course, they every, they come to me, and the, Maria's like, "Oh, you don't need to rent anything. We, we have Kevin." Because <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have, you know, tables and lights, and I'm like, oh, so anyway, yes. Yeah, so today I'll be, uh, go ahead, Dwayne. You'll be party planning. Take us today. out to see. Yeah, listen, you know, we dad influencers. We wear all the hats. BTS, are we getting BTS of this? Me of this meeting? There oh, should be a whole BTS. I, yeah, of course, my team, my dad influencer team, that forward female. They're here. They're gonna, we're going to re- record everything. Yeah, you know, because my fans demand this stuff. And they all want to know how we dad influencers live. By the way, we dad influencers are just like, we're just like you. You know, everyone thinks it's, you know, that, you know, we walk on water and we, you know, we. You don't? You don't? No. We what? Just, it's very normal lives. Back to Ringo. Okay, Dwayne, you're yeah, bobbing along with this. I like this but one. But see, you this like it. Because it's fun and it's creative. Yeah. But you know the one, the two I played you are not really... They're they're more um, sublime hits. Yeah. They're not, you know. You know what's that? Yeah, Wait. I want to like Beatles. I want to like them so much. Ah. But you know, the little the, the the Gen Z in me just has to hate them. Oh wait, does Gen Z hate the Beatles? They're just overrated. You know, they're they're so overrated. You 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 don't you don't honor the fact that they kind of started it all. I, I mean, I Elvis no, did no, no, as a I singles do. act, but then they took Elvis but, to the next level. Well, that's the thing, right? Because there's things about Elvis too that we'll get into, but it, it's it's these little things, right? Like, there's a there's a, a big argument right now that the Beatles weren't actually that talented. It was because they were of the cutting edge technology and doing different new things that they were able to skyrocket. But the actual there were, there were more talented artists of that time. But again, I won't get into it because that's Gen Z talk, and but know, I'd like to know. But them. I'd like to know the ones. I'll write a list because to, for Lennon and McCartney, and by the way, George Harrison's amazing too. For them to, I mean, Harrison to imagine it's it's almost like a big three because he was, if he wasn't with the Beatles, he was incredible. His singles work. I, I don't know about that one, Dwayne. But well, again, it, I'm not saying that that's just talk on the, on the street, it, you know. But talk isn't it what you know? The ability to use the technology and the ability to use the things around you that makes you stand out I mean, that, that is part true. of your artistry that is true no no that is that is but that's the argument that it's less about their musical talent and more about their technical talent that is the the 
the prestige of the Beatles. I was going to say I don't disagree, just to <laughs> do a callback, but I do disagree. disagree. I disagree. Yeah. No, that's just that's just young people. I mean, you know. Young it, people. Well, you need, yeah. well, you, because it's just, no, in the words of Dusty Rhodes, no respect, no honor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but you always need, I don't know, it'd be like making fun of old athletes. I mean, you needed them to get they where paved, you are now they That's paved true. the way oh yeah I've there's seen also them. a talk that you know keep put, Michael, press play right there Dwayne <laughs> I like that I like where you're gonna go this will get us out of here what were you gonna say Dwayne uh, there's also a talk and this is you're gonna hate this there is a I'm sure I won't talk on the street that um, Michael Jordan doesn't come close to LeBron if he was playing today. Now I don't I don't I don't agree with that, but you that is talk. Judge all the time. today's you can't take today's eyes and ju- judge twenty years ago. You no, know, that's true. Like, but isn't it interesting? You know like the what, first what, one minute mile, yeah, you're not gonna judge just, all the athletes that came prior to that. Exactly. I know I hear you. But with today's you, times. But if you watch if you watch films of it's the Larry Michael and um, Magic. Uh-huh. It's just the if you watch the like the way Michael's leaping um, and the way Larry's passing, and you know, it, there's even a tape from Larry of just passing while he's falling down. Yeah. And then you yeah. see the stuff Magic did at six eight, but he's the size of a linebacker bringing the ball down. I feel like those guys go to any era, but listen, LeBron, and I'm glad now we went from dad fluenza to you know we've been doing in bonus. <laughs> Sports talk for the now the <laughs> four people left, Wayne. They love this. But the one thing, the one thing your generation just doesn't understand about LeBron. Yes, LeBron, longevity. Yes, he's another football player who plays all five positions. Yeah. He is, I think, as far as talent goes, he's the most talented without question because he's just, he can do everything. Problem is, like, his generation and the ones to come no will no watch what he does in the fourth quarter when when he when he his backs against the wall he passes he throws the, he gets rid of the ball he doesn't want it on him jordan you can't his mind but by the way you see if you see jordan now you know his eyes are yellow he's like puffy it's because it's he is so consumed bird same thing i just but it's no, but that's what you all your generation doesn't understand. It's because you didn't watch him. He would never. By the way, Kobe was the same way. Yeah. Kobe was actually closer to Michael than LeBron because those guys anything they, anything to win and they'd figure it out. Whereas LeBron is like, oh, what, what's my image like? What's my image like? What's my, he was again more of his time is that is oh, the likes. Which right. by the way, I admire him for that. I'm about the likes exactly. too. Go ahead. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's all about the likes. So that's my like regular guy critique is yes, talented, most talented person. However, you want to win a game, you want Jordan. By the way, it's a great Pat Riley quote, even when he was comparing Jordan and Larry. It's a famous quote. He said, If if the game's on the line, I want Michael Jordan. You can keep going right in that roulette. I've got all the hits. Um but he said, if the game's on the line, they said, who would you want to take a shot? Michael, Jordan, or Larry Bird? He said, if the game's on the line, I want Jordan to take the shot. And he paused. And then you know what he said after that, Dwayne? What's that? If my life's on the line, I want Larry to take it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But, it's, but yeah. if, you, if the game's on the line, I don't want LeBron with the ball. I want Jordan. Right, right. 
I mean, Jordan just was like, I'm not going to lose. Mm-hmm. Once he hit the 90s and once all those guys aged out, mm-hmm. I mean, they did everything but punch him in the face. And you, you just, he was like, I'm not going to lose. And it's not like he had a super team either. He had Pippen. Pippen's amazing. But he didn't have a super team. He had all role players. So he, he didn't have Dwayne Wade. You know, Dwayne and Pippen, it's Dwayne Wade. Because Dwayne yeah. Wade won a title on his own. Yeah. Pippen never did that. And then he had, his, you know, his third guy. You know, I forget now the, the for the original big three. But anyway, I digress. This sports talk's going oh, great. Chris, Hi, Chris, uh, welcome to Regular Guy Sports. <laughs> uh, Natasha, we have you on line one. No, it's fine. First time, long time. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get out of here. Try to remember why we're here, everyone. Help each other, learn from mistakes, and have a few laughs along the way. And boy, I'm gonna see Jersey Boys. Steve the Steamer said you need to see Jersey Boys so you can see Frankie Valley and the story of the four seasons. I'm like, I've just had an awakening of this band that was around in the 50s and yet they came up in the 70s with a ton of hits from Greece to this. And I'm seeing all these middle-aged men rocking out. And, I, and I'm like, hmm, I'm in. I'm in. I want to know more. All right, you guys, everyone have a great weekend and uh, hit us up on Patreon too. Let us know what you, your thoughts are. And um, we'll talk to you shortly. Bye, bye. All right, so Dwayne, how do we... Um... This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Well, that's it for today, Heal Squad. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you don't forget to take care of yourself today. I'll be making sure I'm not forgetting to get outside, do my meditations, and of course, keep myself fueled with some sweet, chilly, wonderful pistachios. Wonderful pistachios, as you know, are my go-to when hunger strikes because they're one of the highest protein nuts providing all nine essential amino acids, and they're great for on-the-go snacking. So... When you're ready to elevate your snacking game, visit wonderfulpistachios.com to grab a bag 